Hey everyone, this is Brian with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with the dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thanks everyone for being with us today. Uh, once again, I'm joined by Marina Finelli. How are you, Marina? Good. How are you, Brian? I'm doing fine. Um, we're going to continue our list of myths about yes. dogs and dog behavior. So, in the countdown, this one is number nine. Okay. And so, this one is? Um, if you allow your dog to jump on you, they will never stop and they will jump on other people. Okay. And that's that's typically what I hear from clients is I'm afraid if, I, if my husband or, you know, I let my dog jump on me that he's going to jump on everyone. And right. And generally, no, that's, that's not true. Generally, no. And... Uh, I think that we decided to lump these two together, also jumping on furniture. Yes. A lot of clients think that if they're allowed to jump on one piece of furniture, they'll take all the furniture. Um, and I also think on the internet, it sometimes says that if you allow your dog in the bed or allow your dog on furniture, they see themselves as equal to you. Yeah, that's I, that was that was something I'd heard a lot years ago and don't hear that much, so... Uh, as much as as often um, but uh, I think I think a lot of people still do think that um, and to me it's like well if you're out in your yard with the dog and you know or out in out in the woods and he jumps on a log okay or jumps on a big rock or something is he think he's as equal and you don't allow him to jump on logs and so is the problem here the height of the dog or is it the fact that he's on a piece of your furniture so I don't I, I need to ask some clients these questions and see right. see what they they really think if they, if there's much depth to the uh, to the concern here rather than this is just what I heard because we're I think we're hearing that a lot lately is I heard this right I read this online read this my on vet told internet. me this mm -hmm. you know another trainer told me told me that so um, anyway so can you, I'll let you start this well let's talk about jumping on people first I try not to jump on people. <laughs> Okay, so if you allow your dog to jump up on you, and a lot of clients don't like to hear, Matt, you know, don't let your dog jump yes, on you. Yes. Okay, Sailor I wasn't going to point it out. Sailor might be chewing on the squeaky toy and possibly ingesting some of the... He does swallow the fluff. Can you just reach down and take that? Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Sales, we have 10 minutes for this podcast. Yeah, we can't waste time. Come on, dude. <laughs> Okay. The show must go on. Keep going. Okay. Um, I, I tell people not to allow their dog to jump on them if they don't invite them to. Um, a lot of people don't really care for that. And I've actually heard a couple of good reasons. For example, some people can't bend or don't want to bend all the way down. Oh, to pet their dog. To pet their super small dog. Okay. And, you know, because of their age, because it's difficult for them to get back up. I'm like, sure, you can invite your dog to jump up on you. But I generally see it as disrespectful behavior if they assume they can. But I lump that in with all invading behavior, invading your space, invading your space. claiming your space. Uh, you know, when I drive, Sailor likes to flip my hand off the steering wheel. Right. Not safe and not cool. Right. So that is disrespectful behavior. Uh, including everything he's doing right now. <laughs> okay. Sailor's trying to step over the cords here. He's like, hey, what does this do if I knock this over? <clears throat> yeah, no dogs allowed in here. So in general, would you agree? Um, 
Yes, I, I like your I like your comment about invading a, a person's space because if another if he did that to another dog, he would most likely get a get a correction, get a correction, or the other dog would cede that space and move away, which changes the the hierarchy, and we don't want to do that with our dogs. So yes, I would say start with that idea of dog shouldn't jump up on me in general, but specifically, why is he doing it in that moment? If he's doing it because you didn't walk him this morning or, you know, you forgot to feed him or you've been gone for two weeks. Maybe it, maybe we can let that slide at least a little bit there. I think that it, you know, all puppies start that way. And I've been training a lot of puppies lately and it's a combination of excitement and not having learned social cues. Right. So even from another dog, they would learn the social cue. Right. Do not jump on me. Um, right. Or, or, or don't do this now. Don't do this now. Yeah. Um, don't do this when you meet me. Right. Um, and if you, I, I would say if you allow your dog to jump on you, as in you ignore it when they jump on you or you brush it off or you're just like, you don't address whatever it. you don't address yeah. it. Yes. They will jump on everybody and they will continue to jump on you when it's not convenient. Like you're walking in the door with a bunch of groceries right? or they'll jump on you, um, with more excitement and be clawing at you or they grow up and they almost knock you down. So yes. Right. Because what they were doing at that level wasn't getting them any results, either a right. positive or a negative response. And so they kind of escalate to, okay, what gets you to respond to me? Right. Right. Okay. But dogs need to learn that they don't always get a response from you when you're carrying groceries in. Right. And so what is, you're working, what should that look or driving. like? Yeah. Taylor, <laughs> what what should that look like for those of you who have just uh, just joined us for the first first time? Sailor is Marina's Chesapeake Bay Retriever. He's sitting on the floor next to us. We're not talking. He to, is now to someone. Well, okay. <laughs> but we're not talking to someone in the Navy who is a sailor. No, not right now. Um, so so what should what should people do then when uh, their dog is jumping on them? A lot of trainers on the internet are going to tell you to turn your back, mm -hmm. but if another dog did that, then that dog is submitting, right. seceding territory, saying, you are in charge of me. I'm not going to challenge you. Right. You should do what does not come naturally to you, which is take a step forward right. instead of a step back. To claim the space. To claim the space. And you and I would say it's important that you're projecting energy that tells that dog you don't want them to do that now. Right. Instead of, ha, 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 okay, get off now. Right. You know, a tentative energy. You should be telling them very clearly, no, not now. Yeah, you should you should be confident with uh, with your energy and and project dominance both in your uh, in your intensity, you know, your your mindset um, and your body language. And if need be, then um, you know, in addition to stepping into it, is also maybe put some voice into it. You right. Know, snap your fingers or say, hey, you know, tell the dog, don't do that. Now give me your attention. Let's do this instead. And in general, <laughs> when we're training this. I tell clients, if you're going to invite your dog to jump up, have them be calm first. Sure. So that you don't get clawed or plowed over and you're rewarding better behavior. Right. I have been saying lately, excited and respectful don't really work at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Excitement kind of throws respectful out the window. Well, no, but I, that's an interesting point because a dog could be excited. Okay, so if, if red is is excited when I come home or something. Um, hey, if that makes sense. All right, Sailor, I guess that's what your lunch looks like. <laughs> that's with... why we have the blanket. 
with this um, is going well with fluff. Um, but Red can be excited, but he can also be respectful because he's not excited in my space. So he can be excited and doing a dance away from me. Okay. To me, that and then that doesn't happen very often, but I could see how excited and respectful could exist at the same time. Okay. But it's a learned behavior, not a default. Yes, it, it, yes, it's not. It's not a, a dog is going to get excited and then go do a dance away from you or or whoever else they want to share that excitement with with yes. another creature. Yes, that's that's natural. So, so for those of you that say, I don't want my dog jumping on everybody, but sometimes I want my dog to jump up on me, to jump up on me. That is okay as long as you teach them you are invited to jump up on me when you are calm, submissive, and respectful, first and not before. And when I say so, instead of assuming that they can just do it any time, such as an inconvenient time like you're carrying in groceries or you just got in the door. On that note, if your dog is like Sasha and has experienced separation anxiety in the past, the reason she or your dog may be jumping up on you is to is for reassurance that you're back under their realm of control and that can be damaging to the dog's psyche because they continue to think that and it's reinforced when when you reward that behavior right okay um so for sasha in particular when i come home she very tentatively jumps up on me but she's doing it for reassurance that i'm back under her realm of control and in order to help her with her separation anxiety i have to discourage that behavior okay and so what how long did it take you to go through that and what was that process look what did that look like in training her? Um when I first got her I would come home and if she was excited and it, it was only a mild excitement but it, the source is anxiety. Right. She would <laughs> Right. and then come up to me and very tentatively cuz she's a submissive dog put her paws up on me and I would look her in the eye, take a step forward and give her an uh, and let her know I'm not ready for your attention yet i just right. got in the door right i and i think that it taught her i'm not back under your realm of control i left you here right and i came back for you right and so, so instead what I, of i left my pack leader right right and so what i like about your description there is it's essentially reinforcing the the leader follower relationship reinforcing the hierarchy right. is leader does what he or she wants to follower dog does what the leader says yes that she that she doesn't control you and, and your actions so i like i right. like the like how you how you put that and for those of you who haven't heard this from us before separation anxiety comes from your dog thinks they are in charge of you and then you left and that's the source of their anxiety is you're out there in the world without them right. not you left them to fend for themselves right this Sailor, is this is sailors making this podcast. Yeah, really this is definitely turning out to be the sailor show. We, <sighs> we might need to get to get video of this next time so that people can sing along. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it, um, with regards to jumping on on furniture, um, people are people always think that if the, if the dog jumps up on the furniture, um, then he thinks that he's in charge, um, and. Well, you know, it does. It it it, it does kind of also tie into to jumping up on people, but um, no, it it doesn't. And the way I think about this is what you had described a, a few minutes ago is when the dog jumps up on you. Okay, what does it feel like? And I don't mean 
you know, describe the roughness of the dog's pads or the sharpness of the right, nails. Like what, what is it? Yeah. What does it feel like? And so when I worked with this puppy, um, uh, Bonnie, the other day and, and, and Boone, and there was a third puppy too, every time they jumped up on me when I first got in the door, it was super light and super soft. There was no dominant, there was no malice in their energy. They right. were not trying to control me. It was just excitement from a submissive creature. And so like a mama dog, I was totally comfortable with that and it didn't really need a correction the first couple of times right. because they were excited they I don't I don't think at least one of them had been exercised before I got there so it was a whole lot of energy but no intention behind it and so so I think of it that way is if um, you know if red jumps on the bed when he when he does that does he turn around and then he's still standing and he stares at me in a challenging way if he did that, you know, since it's, since it's my dog and we have a relationship, I might say, yeah, I'll play with you right now. But if it's, if it's a new dog or you're just trying to establish your relationship with the dog, I would definitely say you need to, you need to address that and communicate to the dog. No, you don't get to do that. And then get him. Yeah. That's off. not your bed. Yeah. Get you him don't off get to claim front. it from right. me. You don't get to claim the, the bed for me. You don't get to challenge me for the bed, but this is something that a lot of people, um, uh, have questions about is, you know, the dog. And I think you're working with someone, uh, coming up or you just worked right with someone Thursday. recently yeah where we've worked with them before and now the dog all of a sudden is is claiming claiming, claiming their the, bed yeah claiming their bed and that's you know the the most inner sanctum of what should be the pack leaders plural um space and go ahead so when we first met um sailor had a habit of getting up on the bed with us and he started to bunch up the blankets pull them off of us yeah and hump them oh and you told me that is about as disrespectful as he could be. I totally forgot because that, that is your bed, <clears throat> right? And he is marking it. He it's weird, but he can do that to his bed, right? But he cannot do that to your bed, right? And my boyfriend Michael was like, "Game on, <laughs> you can do that in my bed, right? Whatever." And the next time Sailor went to do that, he barked at him and popped him on the side, right? The only way to get through to a sailor, yeah. And Sailor let out a sound I've only heard once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was you, dude. Yeah. And he never did it again. Right. But he's on the bed every night. Just not in that way. Correct. Right. And he is at the end of it, and he is his behavior is respectful right. in the bed. And and he's all, he's also calm when he gets up there. Exactly. And so and so you know that's the 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 short list that we teach our clients is calm, submissive, and respectful behavior from your dog. So a dog can do the same thing done one way. You know we wanna we wanna um, address that and and give consequences or negative consequences for that. Tell them no in in some form. Done a different way, we can reward that and say, all right, that was exactly. awesome the way you did it. So you know under understand for our listeners out there understand that. It's not so much what the dog did, it's how they did it. And, and why. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it, seems, it seems weird listening to someone say, well, this is what your dog is thinking. But through, through practice and experience, you, you kind of... They try to tell you yeah, through you, their body language. Yeah, you, you, yeah right. You learn, to, you learn to figure out what their, what their meaning is, what their in, intention is in, in doing these things. And, you know, they all have their... Um, their idiosyncrasies and, and patterns of behavior. So once you once you get to learn those, then then you know, yeah, he he wanted to do it this way because I've seen this before, and this is where his what his end goal is. Right. Um, so yeah, as for the furniture, you know, it's personal preference. But yeah. I have no I, I have no problem with the dog getting up on the couch or getting up on the on the bed. Um, if Red got up on 
Like he he snuck something off the table the other day, which he hadn't done in oh, years. Yes. What, what did he grab off it the table? It was a spinach, spinach parmesan ball. Yeah, spinach parmesan ball. It was Christmas. Um, yeah, that's right. And so I looked over at him. He's like, you know, got his tongue lapping over the side of the table. You know, and he's short, so it's kind of funny to watch him do that. But I barked at him, and that was it. You know, he knew he knew he shouldn't have done that, and he got submissive and came over and and in dog terms, um, you know, showed me that he he understood that that was that that was wrong that he wasn't supposed to do that. Um, but if he had just, if he got up on the table and just was submissive about it, that might be an interesting situation. If he just laid down as if to say, I just wanted to be petted at your level, that could be a different situation. But I've that's, never seen a dog do that. But that's generally not what we're talking about. If a dog no. is up on the table, he's going to be excited. If a dog got up on the counter, he's going to be excited. If he gets up on your bed and he's excited, correct him. If he gets up on your bed and he's not excited, then I'd say go ahead and reward him. Right. If you want to allow a dog in your bed, if not, then you don't have to let him up in the first place. Right. I, I usually put it, if you're going to allow your dog on furniture, the only rule is that they treat it like furniture. Yeah. So we boarded Sophie again recently and she's just learning about furniture oh, and okay. she's also really excited in right. the morning because she's surrounded by a bunch of other dogs and she's an only child, you could say. So in the morning she was doing zoomies and she got up on my couch and like bounced off of my couch like mm. a trampoline yeah. and I barked at her. Absolutely not. She's right. allowed on my couch. Just not like that. Yeah. But not like a jungle gym. Right. She has to treat it like a couch. Yep. Um, go ahead. So I think that that is a, about as simple as it gets. If you allow your dog on the furniture, they have to abide by the same rules as any of your guests or children. Right. Yeah, is be be respectful and and I guess maybe another another rule of thumb you can you can try when you're first training this uh, with your dog is invite them up first instead of letting them letting do them it and then it see out. okay did my dog do it right or not okay now I go this way is teach them to be calm submissive and respectful on the floor and then invite them up on the couch or invite them up on the on the bed and show them you start calm you finish calm and then you know. Uh, lead them lead them off when you're when you're ready to or allow them to get off when they want to again don't let them jump off in an excited fashion because then they could get into the habit of thinking it's always fun to spring off this and launch myself in you know towards the towards the hallway or something right um and that yeah just real quickly because we're already over time here um that reminds me of uh, going to evaluate a um uh this giant pit bull at uh, at fairfax county years and years ago um I forget what the issue was with this dog and why they wanted me to evaluate it. But um, when we took it out in, in one of the small pens they have out back there, it got excited immediately and started doing these giant circles around the pen. And it started bouncing off of me right. to the point where it put all four, all four paws on my chest to bounce off to continue its, its circuit there. That's super disrespectful, and it's also it's also super dominant. So that you know that's where it can go. Now, if I had invited him to do that, or if I had trained him to do it, the exact same thing. Oh yeah, I've be, seen people train their dogs to do that. Yeah, it could be totally fine, but he was doing it because he wanted to. Right. And and that was that was really disrespectful. But that was interesting. I had never never seen that before. But he just he got off off the ground four feet, and all four yeah. paws were just pushed up against my chest, as if to say, "You are an object that I get to that I yeah. get to put my feet on." This is um a direct Caesar Milan quote I saw on one of his videos on Instagram recently. But he said it it's the difference between inviting and invading 
behavior. Oh, okay. That is the only difference. Oh, that's a good way to put it. So you invite your dog, jump off my chest, jump off my shoulders right. because you've taught them that. But when you come in the house and they immediately do that, that's the difference between respect and disrespect. Right. And and in, in doing this and working with your dog or for, or for us and in, in working with our clients' dogs, um, what you're projecting in that moment should determine what the dog does in response. So if you walk in, if you meet the dog or, or reunite with the dog with confidence, with calm, and not inviting them with your energy and your body language, the dog should be reading you to say, oh, no, now's not a good time now to approach with time. excitement. Or you walk in and maybe you don't have to, you know, tap your chest and say, come on, buddy, come on, and encourage him to jump up on you. Maybe you just give him a look, but project that energy of, yeah, you can jump on me now. But it should get to the point where it becomes um, completely seamless and natural for the dog to just read you, check with you first, and then act accordingly. Right. Instead of you always have to tell your dog, do this or or don't do that. And, right. and you know, that to me, that's that's kind of the one of the 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 best um, byproducts of a leader follower relationship is the dog is always checking with you before it makes a decision. Exactly. So. Well, cool. This was an interesting topic. I think, um, hope a lot of people got uh, got something out of this. We certainly get this question a lot. Yes. Um, Almost every appointment. It's the first thing that happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I, there's been there's been a lot lately. So, um, but if you all have any comments on on this or any of our uh, any of our podcasts, please uh, feel free to give us a call or send us an email. Um, you can comment on um, uh, on YouTube. YouTube and Instagram? Yeah, you, it, sorry, Instagram. Okay. Um, while, we're, while we're still using that. You didn't just age yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Technology. Um, but if you have any questions about uh, about this podcast or any of the topics that we've discovered or you'd like to be on the air, give us a call and we'll um, we'll hook you in and, um, and you know, go forward with our, our interview process and, and uh, answer your questions. So a lot of people, um, a lot of other people can hear the same questions because I'm sure they... Um, they're in a similar situation and we'd love to, um, love to hear feedback from you. Um, again, if you have any questions, feel free to call us directly at 703-489-1319 and we appreciate a five-star review or thumbs up or however you want to do it on any of these platforms. We, uh, we like to, um, like to let more people know who we are, what we do and how we can help them. So the best way to, to do that is for you to help us spread the word. So thank you very much for being here, Marina. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'll see everyone next time for myth number eight. Very good. Thank you.